Here's a call comes ringing o'er the restless waves. Send the light. Send the light. Send Welcome to the Send the Light podcast. I'm Matt Tyson, and I'm glad you're tuning in. As you may have heard in the last episode, Brother Michael Bolton, who hosts this podcast with me, is currently laboring for the Lord in the Asian country of Cambodia. For today's episode, Brother Michael is interviewing Brother Wani Chan, who's an evangelist in Phnom Penh, the capital city of Cambodia. I hope you enjoy this, and I hope that you are encouraged by this. Hello, this is Mike Bolton with Send the Light Podcast. I'm here in Cambodia, in Siem Reap, Cambodia, with uh, Brother Wani Chan. Uh, it's a beautiful day and a beautiful city, and I'm happy to be here with our brother here. Brother Wani is a fellow preacher and evangelist working for the church in this great country. Uh, he's native here. And uh, I decided that while I was here, I thought it would be good to get him on the podcast to tell us a little bit about his story and let us know a little bit about his conversion and how the church is going here from what, from what he sees. To start off with, brother, would you lead us in prayer? Sure. Let's pray. Dear God, for us in heaven, we thank you for all the blessing that you have blessed us. In our life, thank you for the life that you've given us today. And especially thank you for Jesus that came to die for us. We thank you for the bond that you have bid us in your son Jesus. That no matter how far we are, we get to meet one another and get to encourage one another through your word. We thank you for Brother Michael Button that he came to encourage the work and uh, helping us to grow stronger in the faith. And... Especially thank you for this great opportunity that we get to have with one another. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, your family. and uh, Yes, uh, I am married and I had a daughter named Grace and a son, James. My wife, Sophia, we got married in January 20. Second, uh, 2014. Okay. Uh, for me, I have four siblings, one sister and uh, two younger brothers. My younger sister also married, and uh, uh, my younger brother, they are in school. My mother living with my two younger brothers. Okay. Yeah. Um, so how long have you been a Christian? Since 2014, in August 2014, so it almost 10 years. So you became married and then obeyed the gospel shortly after? Yes, yes. Uh, we got married in January and uh, also got baptized in August 2014 in the same year. Wow, that was an important year. Yes, it, it's very important for us. Our 10-year anniversary is also our 10 years of reminding that we've been saved and, you know, walked and lived in God's grace for us. So what is your background religiously? Well, I, when I was young, I, we, uh, uh, all the Cambodians call themselves as the Buddhists, Buddhism, because, uh, you know, this is the national religions that everyone 
worship Buddha and the statues and the trees and all that. And uh, when I was young, my grandfather, he was one of the scribes in the pagoda. He is a scribe, like they have separating the parts. He's the one that working on the funerals and cremate the bodies of the dead people. Interesting. I did not know that. But I'd like to learn more about what a scribe in Buddhism does. They separate many parts, like some scribes, they uh, do with the funerals, another working on the marriage, and other scribes just, you know, teachings. The, I mean, the, the Buddhist religions to the monks. So they have different parts of uh, their works in the Buddhism. So what convinced you to obey the gospel? Well, before I obeyed the gospel, I was a believer. I was a denomination believer. I played music in the denomination ch church. And uh, what convinced me to obey the gospel was the truth. The gospel of Jesus Christ that convinced me to obey the gospel. So you said you were a believer and you played an instrument in a denominational church, but you were not a Christian. Yes, I was. That's an important distinction uh, for folks at home or folks here in Cambodia who may, may listen to the podcast. Yeah, I used to think, uh, before I obeyed the gospel, I, was, I used to think that uh, when I believed in Jesus, I was saved. And uh, back then, I only listened to what the pastor said. The pastor told me, that I was saved because of the work that I doing, because I played music at church, I had cleaning the church and all that by that time. So it was very different and it's a surprise for me when I first heard what the Bible said and what I need to be done to be saved. And it's, it's really awakening for me by that time. An awakening. It's funny, isn't it, how the truth does that, awakens us. Yes, it's it's not only funny, but uh, it's the way that we all need to be. The Word of God is the life for everyone and all of us. In, in our work this, this last couple of weeks, uh, I've used the phrase a lot, and Wani has because he's my interpreter, um, that the Word of God brings life the word of god or is where we find true life yeah so that was that's another key phrase that we might pick up on yeah thank you for the word i i got it from you <laughs> <laughs> well i got it from the word of god so um just a special note to uh hearers or, or people who watch the podcast if you hear background noise we are in a city park in downtown Siem Reap. Siem Reap is the third largest city in Cambodia. So there's a lot of traffic, a lot of foot traffic and things like that. We tried to find a place that was quiet and somewhat secluded, but it still is a big city. Um, so I opened the podcast today with saying that you're a preacher, a fellow preacher, a fellow evangelist. What made you choose to preach? Uh, the importance of the truth. That's 
make me want to share it and, and to teach others about the truth because I was living in the illusions. I didn't know what oh. to do. And uh, I thought that I was doing the right thing, but the Bible didn't say so. And I thank Brother Jonathan Edwards for waking me up by his questions like, what did the Bible say? His question to me is by that time that I, I was very proud to tell him that I was saved because this is what the Bible, uh, what my pastor told me. And he asked me, like, what about the Bible? What did the Bible say about my salvation? That's the important question. What does the Bible say? Whether it's about whatever subject it's about, but especially about our salvation, because... Eternity depends on that. You're right. You know? um, so what is one of your best memories? Uh, my best memory was when I was first hear what the Bible said about being saved. And uh, back then, my, my favorite memory was, was in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. As it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will be fine. Knock and it will be open to you. I I love this Bible verse. And back then, what I thought about this is like, whatever I ask God, he will be given to me. And it's all about the physical being, you know, all the materialism that are. I was thinking about, but the word of God didn't say so. Again, what did the Bible say? What did the Bible say? So, like in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 12 to 14, said that if you seek me with all your heart, I will be fine by you. So, it's give me another meaning and, and the true meaning of what the Bible interpretation for me to that what I was trying to memorize, the Bible was, was different about my concept to what the Bible was really teaching. And, and, and that is, was one of the greatest memory that uh, I have in my life was about the truth. You've often told me and, and others when I was present that your desire then is similar to your desire now was to serve God in any and every capacity that you can. Yes, uh, that, that was my, you know, one of the my aim that I, of the goal that I have in my life. I always pray when I was in 11th grade uh, that uh, if it is Lord willing, let me serve you. I, I don't want to be rich. I only want to have enough to provide for my family. That was my prayers since I was in high school. And after I finished high school, I, I have wandered around to work for many hotels and on the islands and all that. But still, my prayer is still the same thing. And I thank God that uh, in 2014, he answered my prayer. Amen. So this is uh, encouragement for those who are seeking truth, that truth can be found. It's also encouragement for those who are working to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, that there are hungry souls there. We have a responsibility to go and to teach. Amen. So what can you say about the work here? Uh, I can say it's growing. 
in numbers and in spiritual uh, spiritually you know the church in Phnom Penh not big in numbers but stronger in the faith and the church at the province especially in Ratnakuri the indigenous tribal the Jorai they are growing not in number but in their knowledge of the word of God slowly we were privileged to spend three day, three nights I think it was three nights. Two nights. Two nights, three days with uh, uh, brethren in Ratanakari. And uh, it's an experience. If you're not used to camping out, it's it's something fairly new. Um, but the passion and the faithfulness and the desire for growth there is rem truly remarkable. Um, so we talked about Ratanakari. Can you describe in a little bit about Phnom Penh? What can you say about the church in Kempot where Brother Chab is working? Uh, the church in Kempot is growing. Uh, you know, not everyone was really faithful in, in the Bible study, but they were faithful in the, Lord, uh, the Lord's day. They always come and then at least 15 to 16 were joining every Sunday, the Lord's church there. That leading by Brother Chab and his family, his wife working really hard, and they are they are very faithful couples, family that leading yeah. the church and their family to fear God and, and love God and be faithful to the assembly. All right, we've talked about your happiest moment. What would you think be your biggest regret? Well, the, the biggest regret is that uh, I, I did not, well, I did it in a harsh way. In, in, I, want, I have a hard one to share the truth and, and want to help people to see the truth. But back then I was working too much, which I put it too hard on other people that uh, I, I did it without love. It is important that, uh, and I have learned from all those mistakes that I have done that uh, I must do it carefully and especially with love. To work Thank you for that, under. brother. Thank you. I appreciate you talking to me today, brother. Um, You're welcome. A little more personal and maybe a little more difficult. One of the most regrettable things that you have in your past i uh, the most regrettable things that i had in my past while i was serving god because of uh i make many uh like kind of like uh, i i have lost the many opportunity to share the truth with other people i really want to share the truth because of the urgency and i see the importance of me that i was living in the illusions that I don't know the truth and I want them to see the truth like what I have heard at the first time but I, I did it too harsh that uh, I put it into like it too quick that I did not think about what I was doing and I did it without love I, I just want to take this truth without any love so I have learned the lesson from that that I must do the work, share the truth, and teach the truth in love. 
I understand. Those are signs of growth and uh, spiritual maturity that I think we all struggle with. Possibly. Okay. This is part of recording live while we're outside in a busy town. Folks who play their music loudly will give them time to drive on by. Uh, I also have regrets, uh, but we're talking about you, and regrets are, are part of our life as, as a Christian. But I was wondering something else. You came from a denominational background, as did I. Uh, would you say that the Lord's Church or the denominations are more complicated? I would think that uh, the denomination is more complicated because there are so many rituals and customs and, uh, you know, we don't know the truth. We were living in the illusions that we don't know what the Bible said. We only put our confidence in man, which means we only listen to what the pastor telling us to do and, and you know, fully trust and believe in what the pastor was told me and told others to do. That is very complicated, but in the Lord's church, we know the truth. This is what we we doing yeah. and... and we know what we are doing, and we do it with our hearts and obedient to God, not because this is the custom of man or That's right. that we don't understand why we are doing this. So I know a lot of times in the denominations, at least it was in the denomination that I was in, uh, there were certain rewards or achievement points or that wasn't the phraseology that we used, but that's basically what it amounted to. Uh, that we achieved as we progressed and, and began to do things that the pastor told us to do. Did you have anything like that in, in your denomination? It's the same things. Like, mostly uh, when I was in the denomination, uh, like you said, uh, we always do what the pastor telling us to do, and we did it exactly like what was instructed uh, from the pastor, not what from the Bible, and we never get the encouragement of study the word, focus on it, and and do what the Bible said. But you know, you do it right. You keep doing this, and the pastor just encouraging you are doing good and all that, which is the custom of men, not what the Bible said. The custom of men. Now, for me, growing up, I had a double whammy because the pastor was also my father. So, yes, I had to do what my father told me to do. Um, but when it came to spiritual instruction, especially as I matured as a man, I had to begin to uh, make the faith personal, make it my own faith. And I think Brother Wani will agree with me when I say this. That only comes from personal Bible study. Yes. We can only know the truth when we seek the truth. That's what the Bible is telling us about, that if you, God is talking to us through Jeremiah, telling us that if we seek the truth, if we seek Him with all our hearts, we will find Him. We will find Him. So, 
I've said in other situations um, that the God that we serve, Jesus Christ, is not a God who is far off. He's not one that we have to uh, make pilgrimages or, or sacrifice our own uh, physical needs in order to get his attention. Yes, I agree. And uh, for us to do the wills of God and, and, you know, can get his attention is our obedience, obedience to the truth. We must learn to know what he wants us to do and what is his will for us and obey it. And it's very important and very simple for everyone. Anyone we, can accomplish that. And we do that in the Word of God. Amen. Yes. We do that in the Word of God. Um, I think that's all for today. Did you have anything else? No, uh, I don't have anything else, but uh, I have one last word to encourage one another that don't lose faith uh, from God when you feel like your work is not complete or you have not done some things that look to be fruitful. Just know one thing that you have done your job in teaching the truth and showing others the truth. It's, that's what we are to do and, and to make it grow and open their heart is the work of God. That we must trust that God is working in their heart, the people's hearts that whoever heard the truth. Paul said that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. So we turn to the book. Life comes from the book, from the word of God. And yes, and there is not, no other way because Jesus said in John 14, 6, said that Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one come to the Father except through me. So we cannot find another way to go to God the Father or to heaven, but only through Jesus Christ. Only through Jesus Christ, by obeying his word, searching his word out. Amen. Very Amen. good. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the way. That's the guidance for our life. That's the way we live. He's the truth in a world that is full of falseness, a world that's full of hypocrisy. Jesus is true. He is the life. Yes. I know many people today suffer in many different ways with depression, with anxiety, with loss, with uh, this sense of uh, not being satisfied, Jesus is the life. He is the answer to all of those things. Amen. Sorry if I sounded a little preachy. <laughs> I, I am a preacher. Yeah, this is the work that we are doing, right? This Preach is, the truth to amen. others. Amen. So, friend, if you're listening to the podcast, first of all, thank you. I appreciate it very much. And I hope that this particular podcast uh, encourages you not to give up in your quest for truth. Maybe to change direction. Maybe, maybe to go back and search the scriptures again. If you have questions and you're in Cambodia, please feel free to reach out to uh, Brother Wani. And if you, uh, we, we can put his numbers and, and contact information up on the screen. 
If you're in the States, uh, please feel free to reach out to me or to Matt Tyson. Our numbers will be up on the screen as well. Uh, we would love to help you study the Word of God, whether it's uh, online or, or in person. That's, that's how we live. That's what brings us joy in our life. And if you're a person who goes about preaching the gospel and you feel discouraged because it seems like nobody is listening, I hope that Brother Wani's story, his, uh, the little bit that we've shared today, will encourage you not to give up, maybe to redouble your efforts, uh, maybe to strengthen your efforts, but not to give up, to keep on sharing, to keep on preaching, and keep on sending the light. I think Brother Matt Tyson will come on in just a moment with uh, some closing credits. But this has been Mike Bolton with Brother Wani Chan in Siem Reap, Cambodia. And we're so happy that you joined us today. Thank you. May God bless you. I'm so glad that you've tuned in today. Our hope and our prayer here on the show is that we're able to help bring relevant, important Bible topics to your attention and explore what the Bible says regarding these topics. If you're listening or watching and you live here in the Waterloo, Cedar Falls, or surrounding areas, we'd love to have you visit with us. We meet at 2543 Cedar Terrace Drive in Waterloo. You'll find us there Sundays at 1030 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We also have free resources that we can send you. We have Bible study courses by mail, articles, tracts, and other resources. And we also love to study the Bible with folks in person. So feel free to reach out to us on our website at www.cedarterracecoc.com. You can find our Facebook page or YouTube channel with the handle at Cedar Terrace COC or the email address and phone numbers listed on the screen or in the podcast notes. Once again, I'm Matt Tyson here with Brother Michael Bolton. Thanks for joining us again in the study. And if the Lord is willing, we'll see you next time. God bless.